This episode brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Outstanding. Another episode of The Russell. Another show without ooze. But we move on. We're just gonna get started. News time, everybody, with Andrew instead of ooze. Dun, 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 dun. News. <laughs> <laughs> so first things first, bye weeks, people. They're here, they're affecting our games. You gotta be on alert. But we do not have the same bye craziness that happened last week. It's only the Ravens and the Raiders this week. So no Derek Carr, no Darren Waller, no um, all of Baltimore's, you know, weapons and offense. So not as bad as last week, but still be on high alert for, you know, any of these teams that you do have players from. More news. Flacco got traded to the Jets from Philly um, because of obviously uh, Wilson's knee. DJ Chark is out. Forget what his um, injury was, but you guys weren't starting him anyway. Gallup is cleared for practice, and we said this last show, pick him up as a waiver wire pickup because people probably dropped him. Malcolm Brown is headed to the IR. Chubb is likely to return for week eight. I know all the does does. Ernest Johnson, uh, Ernest, yeah, owners are really mad about that. But Cream Hunt is still on IR, so he might get some production out of him still. Yeah, especially if he's being used that scat rat, uh, scat back roll. Yep, we've got Chris Evans dealing with the hamstring uh, issue. Wolf Fuller is not quite ready to come back for game action. Tyrod Taylor's coming back. There's still Deshaun Watson trade talks. Um, I know he has like a trade clause where he has to pick where he wants to go. So obviously he's looking at Miami, but they have Tua. So a lot of the analysts are saying like he he will get traded before the deadline. It just depends on where. So I don't know how that's going to work out with this trade clause, but, you know, be on the lookout for Deshaun Watson probably messing up someone else's uh, – you know, quarterback realm with all his legal issue. And what, what's the possibility that the NFL, as soon as the team decides they're going to start them, that the NFL goes, nah, now we're going to say you can't play this year. That'd be a really beat move. Yeah, if on his part. I mean, obviously, fantasy-wise, probably no one has him unless you have a really deep bench. So it's not a fantasy concern from a NFL. And I guess if you're a Houston fan or a Dolphins fan, it's a concern because, I mean, that's very likely. The Kareem Hunt situation, I think he started to play that year, and then they pulled him out whenever he had all his legal issues. But that would kind of leaked in the press. It was kind of like that Ray, Ray Rice thing. It's like they say he lied to the team and that he didn't tell them about what the, the whole thing. And then when the video came out, it was like, okay, Andy Reid decides – Hunt, you need to go, and they drop him. And then yeah. he's suspended for like two weeks, and Cleveland picks him up. But didn't the video come out before the season? 
Uh, for Kareem Hunt, I know this, the video came out later for Ray Rice. I can't remember. No, Kareem, so the Kareem Hunt thing, it, it came out during the season two because they said uh, they okay. had a conversation and the way he described it to the coaching staff was not the way the videos showed it. Whereas the Ray Rice, the, everybody had, well, not everybody, but at least the commissioner had seen it. And then when it came out, everybody was like, that's what he did in the elevator? And it was like, yeah, it doesn't matter how it precipitated. It just does not look good. And Ray Rice was just a whole big diff, different thing. But it was one of those things It's like the NFL decides when it wants to hand something down and when it doesn't want to hand it down. Real quick story since we're here. I was in Atlantic City that night. Um, Ray Rice did that stuff with Chad Uli and my boy Ray. And we always said, like, what if we just saw Ray Rice walking out of an elevator, literally with a girl on his arm that he just knocked out with a black eye or something? Absolutely ridiculous. And yeah. last bit of news, Matt Nagy has COVID. Obviously, the Browns are in shambles already. Is, is that what the problem is? <laughs> <laughs> just to add to more the shambles. Bears, not the Browns. Yeah. Oh, did I say Browns? My bad. I meant Bears. But just to add more to their, uh, you know. To their misery. woes. Yeah. yeah if, you, if you weren't aware of it, this is the second week in a row that uh, somebody told Justin Fields that there's 12 people on, their, on the, the field, hiked the ball. He hikes the ball only to find out there weren't 12 people on the field, and he threw an interception. So possibly without Nagy being there, it might be better off for him. Yeah. All right, we're going to go through the game's week eight preview, and then we'll do our starts and sits. Uh, let's see how fast we can get through these, Lance. So first up, Thursday night game, I'll take this one. The Packers versus the Cardinals. No Devontae Adams most likely because of the COVID list. Um, let me pull out my over-unders real fast. Can't believe I forgot that. But I believe – I was looking at this earlier. I believe it's 53 is the over-under. Um, high scoring game. I think you start everyone because of the fact that it's going to be a high scoring game per usual. Um, you're starting D hop, all your Cardinal players. Um, Jones, uh, Alan Lazard and probably not AJ Dillon, but uh, who's the other guy? MVS all get obviously upgraded because there's no Adams and um, Aaron Rodgers got third of somebody. And then Tunyon obviously will, you know, if he gets the only way he gets fantasy points is if he scores. So look out for, you know, the red zone option of Devontae Adams is not there anymore. So he'll have to look elsewhere. So obviously Tunyon will be a big target. So this one is at 50 and a half. So you know, Vegas is hoping for a shootout. So, you know, get your stars out there. Next game, we've got the Panthers who are looking kind of ridiculous suspect. without, um, yeah, more, more than suspect looking just straight ridiculous without a CMC. And we got the Falcons who are starting to get their offense a little bit back together, not looking like the shambles we saw to begin the season. So what you got here, Lance? Uh, yeah, so we got Atlanta going against Carolina. It's going to be an abysmal game, likely, for um, 
Sammy D again. Uh, Atlanta's defense isn't great, but it hasn't mattered. Sammy's not been playing against the best defenses, and yet he still hasn't been able to put together good offensive uh, series in a long time. Um, that means everybody on the offense is going to probably still take a hit. DJ Moore, if you get anything out of him, 10, 11 points, you'll be lucky. Atlanta, on the other hand, they're playing against a good stout defense. So Kyle Pitts might not put up 20 points again this week, but we'll see if they can get good points out of them. 15 points is, is what most people would be able to live with. Um, Cordell Patterson's probably going to have a hard time going. Their run defense is, is pretty legit, even though they've been playing in the closer games. Um, and and that pass defense isn't isn't a joke with either. Real quick, because of the fact that, you know, they sucked, they were so bad on offense with the Giants that allowed the Giants to kind of, you know, put up some offensive numbers or, you know, stats on them because, you know, they're just having the defense come out more and more. And so do you see that kind of happening this game or is it we're going to see more of a normalized Panthers team versus the Falcons? Um, that's a good point. The difference there is that I don't, I don't really know, right? I wouldn't call the Cowboys, uh, the, the Giants defense good. So I don't understand why Sammy D wasn't able to put together anything more than uh, three and outs and interceptions. Um, but Atlanta is not great. You saw what Tua was able to do against them. Um, so maybe they're able to move the ball a little bit more. And so their defense gets a little more rest and they're not going to be out there all day long. Um, I don't even want to say that the Giants have a lot of weapons. I don't think that's true either. A lot of us know that too. I don't know. I feel like last game was a real outlier for that defense only because of what their offense wasn't able to do. I think it just might be a little bit closer. I still think Atlanta's going to pull out the win. I just don't think it's going to be a blowout like the Giants game. Okay. Okay. Next up, we've got uh, any announcements. Speaking uh, of blowouts. What? Oh, you've got the you've got the Titans and Colts next. Yeah. Not no. The next game will be yours. Will be the blowout. <laughs> we've got uh, Ooze's Colts versus the Titans. The Titans with an impressive win versus the Chiefs. Um, versus the Colts, they won right on Sunday yeah. night. Yeah, that was a rainy game, but they did pull out the win. I like this game just like the last week's Titans game, I believe it was. I think you were questioning the Titans game last week, and I said I like that game. I like this one too. Uh, Carson Wentz has been playing pretty good. The defense has been better for Indy. Michael Pittman has been putting up numbers. I would start him. No more T.Y. Hilton still. I believe he's still on injury. Um, yeah. Yeah. He comes back for one game and then he's gone. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton, his middle name better be questionable as well. <laughs> I mean, he's he's getting to the point where, you know, T.Y., you've, you've played a good career. We're not going to be mad if you, uh, you know, retire. Ooze might be, but we won't. Yeah, you could have retired with uh, Andrew Luck and nobody would have known the difference. Or retired with (laughs) Philip Rivers. Nobody would have known. Yeah, very true. But you're starting your Titans players. um, Derrick Henry, of course. A.J. Brown. Julio, now we haven't talked about him, but he's one where you can, you know, 
sit unless you have nothing else. Like sometimes you have no other options, but if you have another option, I mean, I'm starting Michael Pittman over Julio. Um, if that's the Colts my defense, case. the Colts defense is better against the run. Do you expect Henry to still be kept to the 14, 15 points that he put up last week? Or do you expect him to come back to normal? Mm, let's say in between 14 and 20, his uh, average, a little so that's, bit that's higher low, than low. Because what he's averaging is like 25. Exactly. And that's why you drafted him that high for those type of games. But you know, sometimes you're going to have these games where it's, you know, 15, 16. And as long as my team is winning, I'm not going to be too mad at Henry because he's out here leading the league by a hundred something yards. 29 rushes, right? Yeah. It's not from lack of uh, chances. It's just the touches. Yeah. So this one's another 50. Um, Do you see any more uh, passing touchdowns? That, that that form of his was a little suspect. Yeah, the little jump pass, but uh, <laughs> the little Tim Tebow uh, championship <laughs> game touch the jump pass. But uh, I see Ken Henry having a good game. I mean, this is just going to be an entertaining game, kind of like the probably not as entertaining as Giants and Cardinals, but I can foresee you know us getting up there. This is another. I think I said fifty and a half over under. All right. Let's go through some of these a little bit quicker. We got this Dolphins versus the Bills. The Bills coming off the bye. The Bills being red hot. Josh Allen and Diggs look like they're back in form. So what do you think is going to happen here, Lance? Well, if we remember anything from recent history, the last time they played, it was 41-0. to zero. I expect <laughs> similar, similar output here, which means the person is probably going to not benefit from these 41 points. It's going to be Stefan Diggs again. Um, they're not going to be going deep. It's going to be the Zach Mosses. It's going to be the, the, the Dawson um, Knox. It's going to be those other guys who've been eaten on these, these games where, you know, they put their best. They're going to put Xavier Howard on, um, on, uh, on, on digs. And it's just going to be one of those. Do I expect it to be a shutout again? Possibly, possibly. Do I see another shutout? Um, do I figure Buffalo's going to cover? Yeah, they're probably going to cover. I don't even know. Unless they put 30 points on them, which would be a record for Las Vegas, there's no way that uh, that Buffalo doesn't cover the spread. 49 and a be... half, and they're favored by 13 and a half. Yeah, so if they won last game, 41 to zero, they didn't uh-huh. beat the uh, over-under, but they certainly beat that spread. Yeah. All right, moving right along, we've I've got the Bengals versus the Jets. The Bengals coming off of that red hot win. Jamar Chase putting up uh, you know historic stats. Joe Burrow's looking good out there. Um, versus, but, just, but are they going to have such a lead that it's really going to be Peregrine and uh, and uh, what's his name, the running the other running back in the Bengals that's going to be getting most of the points. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan and Chris Evans. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I mean, who's starting for the Jets? That guy that came in. I think his name is White. So, I mean, this one's hard. I don't think they're going to blow them out. Um, currently, they have this game at 10 for Cincy. I mean, that's only a touchdown and a field goal. 
I mean, that's a little close with the way the Jets seem right now. I, I don't see them blowing them out, but I do see them winning this game pretty like easily. I mean, I would avoid all your Jets player players besides Michael Carter. Maybe he'll get close to the end zone and just fall in the end zone. That's all you can hope for. But, you know, Corey Davis goes down. I think that's the only other player there. Um, so basically start your Bengals. Don't worry about your Jets. Find better options if you have Jets players, because we've been saying it since we started this show. Don't draft them. I drafted Michael Carter and had to drop him after like the first week. Oof. I still have Marker Carter on two or three teams. All right, moving right along. Steelers are back from the bye. The Browns won that game. Huh? Oh, yeah, divisional game. game. So this one's going to be a little weird. Don't know about Baker. Don't know about Chubb. Is he going to be back full 100% or is he still going to be hampered? Dearness, is he going to be able to do what he did last week? Is it going to be more of a hunt role? Um, Deontay Johnson, still their number one wide receiver in in Pittsburgh, still outscoring uh, Adam Thielen on a – on an average basis. Um, is he? We're going to have to check. He that. is. He's still averaging more points in, in our league and then in the Russell the oh. roster up league. And uh, yeah, that one's going to be a nail biter on whether yeah. or not I win that bet. Um, but I mean, he shouldn't have been this close by how fervent somebody was that he was a bum <laughs> and not even top three on his own team, which is uh. really weird considering he's number one on his own team. Um, yeah. I expect Nahi Harris to have a good game. Um, yes, sir. Deontay Johnson will probably be their top wide receiver. He's not going to put out astronomical uh, numbers. The Browns, if Baker's good and, and ready to go, I think they're able to get some of their passing and, and they're rushing down with Chubb back in the game. Um, so it's not going to be as anemic as it looked on Thursday. didn't look too anemic. Dearness did, did his job. He made the most of his opportunity. And maybe it has more to do with the, the offensive line in Cleveland than it has to do with Chubb and Hunt. Um, or maybe it's in the water. So Cleveland's got something going. I think it's going to be tight. I don't know that Cleveland's going to win this game, although they really need to. All right. We've got the Eagles versus the Lions. The Lions still... 0-7, 0-8, whatever week we're on now. And what trick plays are we going to see this week? Oh, man. We saw a fake <laughs> punt. Yeah. We saw an onside kick after their first score. We saw two fake punts. Two of them two happened. And, and both successful. Yes. They were pulling out all the stops trying to beat the Rams, which, you know, like I said, it weird things happen a, in revenge games. <laughs> within, a, within a breath of doing it. Yeah. But this game, the Eagles suck. The Lions suck. Um, but there are fantasy. Be in? Yes, he's he's not hurt, right? I thought but he came out in the end of the game. Uh, no, because he either rushed for a touchdown or got a touchdown late. He was like a Cariac cat um, candidate on our last show. We just didn't go over it, but. He was in the full game, I believe. Hmm. Um, Miles Sanders did get hurt, if that's what you're thinking about. But no, no, I thought Hurts came out, but uh, yeah, no. okay. at least that's from what I remember. Um, so real quick, 
Jalen Hurts, because of his rushing ability, I still start him, and it's a bad lines, you know, team. Um, Gainwell, you know, you can start him in your flex. Uh, Devontae Smith, hopefully you have better options. I wouldn't be starting him. He's not performing like we would hope, like him and uh, Joe Burrow and uh, Chase over there. The On the line side of the ball, and you can start Dallas Goddard if you have nothing else at tight end. On the other side of the ball, I mean, it just looks so <laughs> thin. Nothing else. It's so, yeah. so, such an insult to Dallas Goddard. I mean, he's top 10 in the tight ends. Yeah. He's going to insult that boy like that? I mean. You can tell he's a Cowboys fan. Look at you. <laughs> you're not supposed to be wearing <laughs> wearing your colors. This is a fantasy. This isn't Cowboys. I literally wear this hat every week. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, that's too much. Anyway. Um, Swift, 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 Swift. And I wouldn't Swift rely too much. Points last week, right? Yeah, he was I he mean, was number he, one until Camara. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, it. He, he's he's been pretty good. There had been one or two weeks where he he wasn't up to snuff, but it wasn't like he was like you you put him in, you had no idea why he was even there. Like he's Miles yeah. Gaskin or something. Exactly. <laughs> so that's all I got. Smith on the Lions side, and everyone else I named on the Eagles side. Lance, you've got probably the biggest blowout. Vegas has right now. We've got the Houston versus the Rams with a which is just a shame a considering we know what Bills can do to the Dolphins. Rams are gonna win. So I think it's gonna be I, I would actually if I could fudge the line on the on the blowout for Buffalo, I'd pick Buffalo's higher than I'd pick the Rams. Um really that being said, I still wouldn't start anybody from the Texans. I mean, I don't have cooks on any of my teams. I know some people do. If you have them. He's probably a flex moving down that roster spot to a flex. He's not necessarily worth it for you. Um, on the other side, the Texans defense isn't great, but they're typically also playing um, from behind. So teams are typically going towards a run. So that means the Rams offense, they're not getting those touchdowns at the beginning of the game. If Robert Woods doesn't get that earlier on, if Cup doesn't get it early on, you might not see a whole heck of a lot of passing at the end of the game. And so you won't see a whole bunch of cup getting touchdowns in the first fourth quarter like he normally does. So you're really hoping on those wide receivers eating early and being the ones that eat. Because once they get those touchdowns, I imagine after three, three scores, once they get up to 21 points, it's going to be more run, more Henderson, and less, less, uh, less Jefferson, less, less cup, less, uh, less, definitely less Woods. All right, 49ers and the Bears. <sighs> this one, like, these are some hard games because it's just, ah. And we have a lot of They're injuries. so close to seeing Trey Lance playing against Justin Fields, but Lance just can't stay uh, healthy. Yeah, and Fields is just, I don't, I don't think we covered him in the duds last show, but he was a well, What did you expect out of him? I mean, he was bad, but it was like, Nobody should have been starting them anyway. Yeah, this is true, but it was bad. You at least for those that have them on his bench stash, like me, Cody, and Sammy do in FFPC, it's like you just want to see him do good, even though we're not starting it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, Herbert, the backup. Um, Montgomery's still out. I started him twice these past two weeks. 
He's been doing great. He was top 10, I believe, in both weeks. I would say start him again, even though, you know, the Niners defense a little bit more better than the ones they've seen before. But, you know, it's the only offense they got because they can't pass the ball to Allen Robinson or Mooney or whoever else is there. So I would rely on Herbert, maybe not as, you know, many points as he's been doing, but if he does, great. On the other side of the ball, Debo, 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 like we discussed last show, who am I? He's been the one, you know, fantasy relevant player there. Obviously, Mitchell scored, and he was pretty high on the fancy points last year. I mean, last week, but I don't know. It's You spent all that fab to go get him. We had someone in our uh, league spend all his fab for him, and then what do you have to show for it? He's only had one good week thus far in a rain game. So I would limit my expectations on the 49ers besides Debo. Um, so, yeah. Patriots and Chargers, Lance. Chargers coming off the bye. Patriots been looking pretty decent. Looks like Bill Belichick and uh, Mac Jones been kind of piecing together wins here and there and almost beat Dallas You know, a couple of weeks ago in that overtime. What do you got for us? I don't expect it to be a big win by the Chargers, but I do expect the Chargers to come out with the win. Uh, the week before their bye, they had a bad game. Uh, I think they're probably fixed a few things, tried to get healthier, and – dealing with um, just getting back to where they need to be. Uh, the Patriots, on the other hand, they find ways to score. Um, just this past week, both running backs were eaten. Harris and their other running back was eaten. Um, they even had um, the, the wide receiver born throw a touchdown. Yep. Um, it's, it's one of those things where they're going to get to score and they're going to figure out ways to get it done. Um, McDaniels is not a slump in a uh, – or a chump or anything in the way of coming up with schemes to get stuff done um, despite their, their, their options at wide receiver. Um, but I don't expect a lot of big fantasy stuff outside of maybe Harris being able to string together two good games, which he has not really done this season. Um, and, and so in that case, the San Diego defense is susceptible to the run. So that could be a good thing going there. I think it's going to be close, but I think the Chargers pull out the win. Oh, yeah. They got that currently five and a half for the Chargers. I forgot to mention that the over-under for the Bears in San Francisco, 39 and a half. That's the first 39 or 30s I've seen in a while. Well, that's not – they don't have that for this next game that you're about to do? What's the over-under here? Seahawks and Jacksonville, 43. And that's probably only because of DK Metcalf and uh, uh, what's his name? Robinson. So it hasn't been good since Russell Wilson left. Besides, you know, the one run by DK Metcalf for 84 yards and the touchdown, he didn't do much. He had another catch for less than 15 yards, I believe. And then Tyler Lockett was basically unusable. So. Yeah, I think he had two receptions for 22 yards or something. Yeah. The Jaguars are coming off of bye. You got Robinson. We've all been hoping for this, you know, LaVisca Chenault breakout or just better performance. Hopefully it comes this game, but you never know. I'm not going to get my hopes up, but it is the Seahawks who let up, you know, ever since 
they're not the Legion of Boom anymore. They've been letting up. They were like talking about it on Monday Night Football, how they've been letting up the most, uh, I believe, receiving yards in the NFL since, you know, they were the Legion of Boom, quote unquote. So start your Robinson. If you're looking for a quarterback, I wouldn't start either. Um, DK Metcalf in your flex. If you have better options than Tyler Lockett, yeah. But, you know, sometimes all you need is one good bomb from Tyler Lockett or Metcalf. So I'm not going to write them off completely. But if you have better options, obviously start them. But if you're left putting in, you know, Tyler Lockett or Metcalf in your flex, then hopefully you have what happened happen on Monday. Like it's still fantasy points. It still will help you, but don't get your hopes up. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> Robinson, obviously on the other side of the ball, I wouldn't Must trust start. any of the other wide receivers. Lance, the Saints with possibly Michael Thomas coming back and the Buccaneers are just keep on winning. So we got the Buccaneers coming to the Saints. So you know what I, I feel is Jameis Winston is not very good outside of that dome. And the team just gets better with all those uh, Udat fans behind them. So I think this game is going to be closer. Do I think the Saints could possibly beat the Buccaneers? It's, it's possible. It's possible. And if they're going to do it, they're going to do it this game. They're not going to do it in Tampa. Um that being said, I expect this to be a closer game, maybe a higher scoring game um, with the Buccaneers being able to, or the Saints being able to get their offense back on track. That could mean, though, Kamara's numbers come down if he's getting touchdowns to um, the wide receivers and, and he's able to do stuff himself. He may not be dumping off and, and using uh, Kamara like he did this past week and like he typically does when he has those problems. Um, on the other side, you got to pay attention to who's going to be in the lineup for Tampa. Um, is Brown going to be there? Is Gronk going to be there? Um, really, the only must start is Godwin and and uh, Evans. So, well, outside of Brady, right? Yeah. Um, if you have a bye week and you've got uh, Lamar Jackson on a bye, see if Jameis Winston's still out there. Get him in your lineup, possibly. Try and feed off of this. Uh, this conference uh, division rival um, and, and get some of those home in the dome points. <laughs> home in the dome points. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to take the Cowboys at Sunday night <laughs> versus the Vikings. We've got the red hot coming off the bye. Hopefully Dak's okay. Dallas Cowboys versus the Vikings. Um, over under. You were just if- tired of, talking about bad games yeah <laughs> yeah the Jaguars Seahawks the Eagles Lions Bears 49ers you were like I need a better game this is true but I also I try to give who's the Colts you the Jets and obviously if I'm on here take the Cowboys but we've got a 54 and a half over under the highest of them all so far Vegas has and primetime game so I think this is going to live up to this, you know, hype of high points. This could be. It's in a dome. Yep. In a dome could be a shootout. Um, 
The you only thing you got to numbers out of the run game, or you expecting bigger numbers out of the passing game? Because you've got Zeke and you've got Cook, you've got Amari Cooper and you've got Justin Jefferson. Actually, not so much this year. Adam Thielen more than Justin Jefferson. So here's what I think, and I could be very wrong, but I'm just gonna throw up a little synopsis here. I think everyone has just like an average game. They might hit their projected total barely some players might suffer i'm not gonna put a lot on michael gallup coming back from the injury and all this is dependent on dak playing obviously but uh you know keep an eye out on him but i think like obviously Thielen needs the touchdowns justin jefferson will hit his um projected total zeke definitely will amari cooper cd lamb it kind of you know fades when the run game is in play but for them to like hit this over under a lot of points is going to be scored a lot of offense so i i'm just going to go on a limb and say no one has a big blow up game there might be one player out of the two teams but i believe all the players will hit their their you know projected total at least and basically if you do that you know you'll have three or four touchdowns out of both teams. And so you'll still get your fantasy points. It's just, you don't know where it's going to be coming from. So I will start Schultz. Uh, like I said, Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, Dak, if he's playing, um, you can probably throw in Tony Pollard in your flex. Uh, Zeke, Cook, KJ Osborne, um, Justin Jefferson, Thielen, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is probably going to have a very good game because of the whole higher over-under effect, if we want to call it that. All right, last two games. I'll give you the better game before we go to this game. You know what? No, Washington I'll take this. The Broncos. Let's go. No, Washington I'll take this game, and then you get the, the Chiefs games because this is going to be real quick. Washington Broncos. Start scary Terry. That's basically it. Monitor Gibson because of that broken shin. And I believe Jerry Judy is coming off of IR. So you have to be wary of your Broncos receivers. But Tim Patrick didn't do much last week. Um, Sutton's been putting up decent numbers, but I'm not starting Javante still, even though I have a lot of shares of him, unless I have to. And I'm just like almost not praying, but hoping for a Melvin Gordon production just to drop or maybe an injury. Don't want to wish that upon anyone, but scary Terry guys, scary Terry, scary Terry. Last game, Monday night, we've got the Chiefs and not the, yeah, the Chiefs and the Giants. Chiefs and the Giants. So I'm, um, I'm going to put this out here. I, I'm a little afraid that Danny Dimes outscores Mahomes fantasy wise this week. Um and, they and that's win the, the game? only way that's the only way the Giants can get towards winning the game. I I don't think that they will. I think Kansas City will pull off a win. There's no reason they shouldn't be able to. Um, they better because they're about to be my pick in my suicide pool, which I'm still in. So I need them. And, and it's worse because it's the last game. So it's kind of like waiting on edge till then. Hmm. Um, I mean, 
I don't I don't know that I want to bet it on this one, buddy. They're favored I by need to 10. See them. They're favored by 10. Why are they favored by 10? Who did they know. lose to last week? It's like <laughs> there's no reason they should be favored by 10. Um, not after what New York was able to do against Carolina, which was not a slub defense. But Kansas City should not have been handled the way they were handled by Tennessee last week. I mean, it was so bad that Tennessee basically had – they just kept running the ball, not because it was beneficial, but just because they wanted to end the game. Yeah. That's that's what it was. It wasn't even – like, it was rushing things. They were like, we might as well get Henry towards his uh, his record. Um, <laughs> I think – I think Danny Dimes is going to be able to run for some of the first downs that he needs to get. Hopefully he does not get injured. He starts to take some more uh, slides in there. Um, the Giants, there's not – there's nobody that you can guarantee is going to be outside of Danny Dimes is going to have good points. So I'm not picking up anybody on the Giants if I didn't already have them. Um, if you've got them and, you, and you've got, you've got uh, their wide receivers, throw them in there if you typically start them. Um, but just don't expect a whole lot out of them. Kansas City, on the other hand, I, I feel like Tyreek Hill will come back to form, but that might mean that Kelsey falls back below his average. And below his average for Kelsey is anywhere below 15. It's unacceptable yeah. for drafting a tight end in the first round. You can't get 15 points out of him on an average. Um, so if he's putting up below at, that's, that's a week that you're upset about. Maybe not a week that you'll die over, right? Um, but if he's only putting up 10, 11 points, you could have gotten that from anybody else outside <laughs> of the first round. Um, and, and that being said, don't expect uh, the running back in Kansas City to put up a whole lot of points either. I, I feel like this game is not going to be a blowout. Um, oh, I would boy. take the Giants to the cover. Uh, but I'm not really sure if they'll win. Giants probably won't win. I just need a win out of Kansas City, or else I'm looking to the Bengals. All right, you can't you can't you don't have Buffalo anymore? They already used them. I use all the good teams <laughs> basically, besides the Chiefs. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's get some starts and sits and starts and sits. I'm got mine. Go ahead. Why don't you go first? Okay. So you want me to go through my starts? So you want me to do one start, one sit? How do we want to do this this week? Do all your starts, do all your sits, and I'll follow up. Okay. So all my starts. Here are the, here are the ones that are either no-brainers or ones that are you really could have been thinking about and worried about. So Josh Allen, automatic start, playing against Miami. Don't even think twice about it. Um, get him in there. Um, another one that you may want to get in there is Kirk Cousins. We told you last show. We told you again. If he's out there on that waiver wire, pick him up. People dropped him last week. People – just haven't been looking at them because of whatever. Playing against Dallas, Dallas defense isn't that great. They're going to need to put up points. They're going to have to do it, and it's inside a dome, So, and they're playing at home, so possibly it will be a good mix for him. Um, so put him up there. He's got Cook. He's got Jefferson still, and Thielen's there. So he's got all his weapons. It's not like he's missing stuff. Um, running back, Damian Harris going up against the Chargers. Uh, I expect them to still do good this week and, and be able to put up those points. I'm not really sure about the wide receivers, but I'll get to that on my sits. Zach Moss, 
he was a beast last time Buffalo played Miami and he's going to be a beast again. And he was, it was more of catching the passes out of the backfield and being able to break out uh, open field tackles and getting into the end zone. Guy had something like seven catches. He ended up putting up like 30 points that game. Um, so Zach Moss, get them in there. If you're not already putting them into your flex, make sure you get them into your flex for this week. Or in the case where you've got Josh Jacobs or the running back in uh, Baltimore sitting on your the bench, put them in there at your RB2. Wide receivers this week, like I said, with Kirk Cousins, you got K.J. Osborne. It's going to be somebody coming off the bye. Get him if he's available in your league. I think he's only picked up in 8% of the leagues. He's their third wide receiver out of Minnesota. He's been getting more and more target shares. He's been picking up where Jefferson's been leaving off. So expect him to have a better than average game. Don't expect him to put up 30 points for you. But if you need that flex, if you need that 10, 11 strong, maybe even 16, 17, you might get that out of him this week. Michael Pittman Jr. put up a big week last week. I think he's going to put up another big week this week. Uh, You got Carson Wentz coming back to form. Um, and Pittman Jr. has been a big uh, person who's been picking up from that, especially with T.Y. Hilton not around. He's going to be in that spot. Um, and then a big one for this week, again, is another Buffalo player, Dawson Knox. He was eating it up against Miami when he played. It was probably the first time that all of us looked at him and were like, wait a second, maybe this isn't just a fluke. Um, expect him to have that same kind of game again with uh, Buffalo playing that similar opponent. Miami's not going to get any better. Buffalo's coming off by. Expect him, Moss, and Allen to be able to get their numbers. person who's probably not going to get their numbers is Diggs. And then you want me to go through my sits. Sits this week. Short week. You don't know if Adams is going to be there. Aaron Rodgers, he is a sit. If you've got a better quarterback sitting on your bench, Put him in there. Likely, uh, Rodgers is the best option that you have. But if I were seeing somebody on the waiver wire, if Kirk Cousins is sitting there, I know I don't need him for my bye week, but I want him for this week. Get him. Put him in your lineup. Sit Aaron Rodgers. You're probably going to thank yourselves. You have no idea what you're going to get out of him. Um, Atlanta, going up against the better defense, better run defense. Cordero Patterson is probably not somebody you want to put in your flex and hope for a lot out of this week. Um, They're going to be a lot more passing um, needs there. Uh, It's definitely not going to be the same game as last week. And even last week, he didn't put up a lot of points against Miami. Um, So if they're going up against the Panthers running defense, it's going to be more of a passing need. You expect Kyle Pitts maybe to keep going the way he's going. You don't expect Corral Patterson to get a lot. He might put up seven, eight points. But when you picked them up and you were hoping for 20, 30 out of them, you're not getting that anymore. Not this late in the season. Another sit is Aaron Jones. Again, Green Bay. Do not like him on this short week. Do not like him against the Ooh. team that they're playing. Um, they're going to be playing from behind, likely. There's not going to be a lot of running opportunities. And Aaron Rodgers is going to have to be slinking the ball. And he might not have Adams there. So Jones is probably going to get less looks in the running game, need more out of the passing game, and he's already not that big of a weapon in the passing game. If you picked up Kendrick Bourne last week to start for New England in, in lieu of all those people that were out from Dallas to Minnesota 
to maybe even if you had the Chenault in Jacksonville, and you had Kendrick Bourne in there, he did well for you. Put up 13 points, respectable numbers, especially for somebody you just picked up off the bench. But put him back onto the bench. He does not belong in your lineup this week. He is not going up against the team that you're actually going to get good numbers out of. I don't expect a, a lot of numbers out of him or uh, Jacoby Myers. Um, but that being said, I expect more out of Damian Harris in the run game than I do their passing game. So Kendrick Bourne, put him on your bench. Do not have him in your lineup anymore. Los Angeles Rams. I, I, I was going back and forth. Justin Jefferson, uh, Jefferson or um, Robert Woods. And I'm going with Woods here. I don't expect Woods to be the person who makes out on this tougher defense. Um, it's only tough in the sense that once they're ahead, they're going to be running the ball and it's not going to be a lot of passing yards. So I expect Coop, Cooper Cup to get all those looks, to get all those premium routes, get all the premium looks at the beginning of the game once they get that lead up. Robert Woods is going to be the odd man out again. Van Jefferson is going to be maybe the other guy who gets that. Um, it's not going to end up being Robert Woods. That's what I'm thinking here. So Robert Woods would be a sit for me, unless, of course, he's only your second or third best wide receiver. Then you're in a different situation altogether, fella. Um, <laughs> another sit, Jalen Waddle. Buffalo is going to be all over the Miami Dolphins. Don't expect a whole lot out of Jalen Waddle. Um, he's good. Um, he, he's about as much as Miami could ask for, but Tua's not going to be able to get him the ball, not with that swarming defense. It's not going to look any better this week. Uh, tight end sits. Jared Cook. You're expecting him to do a lot against the Patriots defense. Probably not the week that you want to have him in your lineup. Um, Jared Cook is probably there because you just forgot about your tight end. And you've just been leaving them in since you picked them up off of the waiver wire or you drafted them at the end of the draft. Um, look for somebody else. There are still some out there that are available, but Jared Cook is not the one you want to start this week. OMG, you did a lot of starts and sits. You've basically covered mine because Waddled was one of my sits. I'm just going to throw out a couple more names on both sides. Mm. I like Zach Ertz against Green Bay because of – just Kyler Murray. I like Tony Pollard in the flex because of the higher over under. I want to expect too much out of him, but I do like it. Callaway is a sneaky play, I think, because if Michael Thomas does play, then Tampa Bay is going to be covering Michael Thomas and be could, you know, be used as a decoy. And that and might with all those injuries in the in the secondary. Tampa yeah. Bay is just susceptible to wide receivers, period. Yeah. And then on the sits, I emphasize Jared uh, Waddle and basically any of these bad matchups, like all those teams we said, you know, worry about one player, just don't start those other players, basically. Just a, like a reminder there, guys. All right, let's wrap up the show with the uh, fantasy tip for the season. Um, I mentioned this last show and a little bit this show. Look at second half season players as trade targets and keeper considerations, um, i.e. players from last year, Dobbins, Gibson, uh, Jonathan Taylor. These guys can be your keepers for next year. And, you know, they kind of get 
their legs underneath them, their quote unquote NFL legs. And so those first couple of games, they get adjusted and all that jazz. And then they start, you start seeing more fantasy production. So these players, um, Michael Carter might be someone to play for if you or trade for if you can, you know, especially if you can keep trade players or uh, Javante Williams. These guys are, you know, as the production goes up throughout the season, their, you know, draft capital is going to rise up next year as well. So if you are in a keeper league, that's something to consider. And if you need help in a certain position, running back or wide receiver, you got to start thinking second half, just like forgive and forget the first half. These are new players, Kyle Pitts those type of guys where you start seeing them string together better games, you might want to consider, you know, grabbing them for the second half of the year to help your team out. A lot of stats involved in um, fantasy football. So don't be afraid to dive in. Look at those type of nuances between different games, kind of forgive and forget and see what they've been doing recently and see if they can string together a better second half of the season. Another show, another dollar, and hopefully Ooze will be back next show. It's been real from the Russell. That's our show. Very, you know, good luck. Or a lot of good luck to you guys in your fantasy leagues this week. Um, unless I'm facing Lance or Ooze. Good, not, not good luck to you guys. Just good luck to me. But it's been real. Peace. <laughs>